Hey there, writer. Are you wondering what other writers online might be talking about when they talk about doing writing sprints? Have you seen other writers maybe host writing sprints and you're kind of like, what's all that about? Well, my friends, today I'm here to help you learn about all things writing sprints. Welcome to Writing on the Fly, a podcast for writers by a writer. I'm figuring out this writing thing as I go and I'm bringing you along for the ride. I believe anybody can write and the world needs your story. Hey there, writer, and welcome to another episode of Writing on the Fly. This is episode five, where today I'm going to be talking about writing sprints. Um, just to give you a little bit of a heads up, I'm recording this episode later than I meant to, and it's a no school day, and it's Monday, but the episode needs to come out, and my baby is over here playing in the background. So you might hear him and his little gleeful sounds of whatever he's happy about. So we're just going to roll with it. That's life, right? So today I want to talk to you guys about writing sprints. Basics of writing sprints are writing sprints are just small chunks of dedicated writing time. They're usually between 20 to 30 minutes long and you spend that entire time writing without allowing yourself to be distracted. Now, there are other writers out there who I'm sure do longer writing sprints. They might do 40 minutes, they might do an hour, however you want. I just, I personally do 30 minutes. I know a lot of uh, like very popular, like a lot of other people I know who do writing sprints, from what I have seen, another popular time frame is 20 minutes. There is no right or wrong when it comes to the time frame, but usually they're about 20, 30 minutes long and you spend that entire time writing without allowing yourself to be distracted. So why do writing sprints work and why do I swear by them? Glad you asked. <laughs> because some writing is better than no writing. For me, it was really, really easy to not write because I didn't feel like I had enough time to dedicate to writing. I would see authors talk about hours long as writing sessions or half days spent in writing caves, quote, that's a quote, writing caves is a quote, but they would spend their time in their writing caves to get their daily word counts done and they would spend half the day. Um, in fact, I remember I was reading some acknowledgements or a dedication in a book I read recently and the author was like, and thank you to my husband who picked up all the slack while I lived in a hole while I wrote this book. And I was just like, wow, I don't have that kind of time. I, I don't have the option to put my life on hold to write a book. I have to figure out how to write within my life. So because my life did not look like other writers I would see online. So I got quickly discouraged in my writing because I was trying to model what I had seen people do and what worked for them. And like I said, the one author I just recalled about their acknowledgements and how like their family basically got put on hold so they could write this book. And maybe that was an exaggeration on the author's part, like in the acknowledgements or dedication. Um, and I mean, like I do have help, obviously, but I don't have that kind of schedule to even be like, hey, I need you to pick up all this slack for a week so that I can write this book. Like I have a job. I can't tell my boss, hey, I'm not going to come in for a week so I can write a book. Okay, bye. She'll be like, um, wait till summer. Okay, bye. <laughs> so I kept trying to model what I was seeing because that's all I know, right? You only know what you know. But what I was seeing from other authors and their recommendations when they talked about their own writing schedules did not match my life. Most of the authors I follow or you know, try to learn from or aspire or look at, not aspire, look at for inspiration. They're full-time writers. They are not part-time writers. And I'm a part-time writer. So 
I couldn't find hours to spare and I got discouraged because I was like, well, I'm never going to be able to write because I don't have five hours lying around for me to pick up to put to writing. And it got me frustrated. I got frustrated with the fact that I wasn't writing and I got frustrated that I had no time to write. And then I realized that writing can be done in small chunks of time instead of big blocks. It was like I would tell people all the time, well, small steps better than nothing. Yet I wouldn't take my own small steps when it came to writing. (laughs) Or I would tell my students, hey, some progress is better than no progress. Starting this worksheet now and finishing half of it is half a worksheet less than what you'd have to do for homework. Just start. And I wasn't doing that with myself or my own writing. Uh, If I wanted to write, I needed to figure out when to write in my schedule. Like I said, part-time writing. I'm a part-time writer. Because some progress is better than no progress. Some words are better than no words. And 30 minutes of writing a day is better than no writing in a day. What sort of helped me realize this was um, I did listen to a podcast that talked about micro-writing. And I've talked about it, I think, in my intro episode. I cannot find that podcast. I don't know if it, like, they just stopped making it, so they deleted it or what, but I cannot find even, like, the podcast that I listened to, like, the whole thing. I could not find a single episode, much less that episode. But there was an episode of a podcast about, it was called, like, Writer Lee or something like that, or Writer something, and there was an author on who talked about micro-writing because he would write on his train ride to work every single day. And it took him about two years to write and edit his book because that's the only time he had to write or edit his book during that 30 minutes to an hour of his train ride every single day. My editing life looks different than my writing life. I tend to edit. I do find large chunks of time to edit and I don't edit in sprints, but I write in sprints. So just kind of clarify that. But I listened to that podcast, but before that I was working on my devotional. And what helped me realize smaller chunks of time can write with my devotional is that I did not give myself a word count when it came to my devotional. I knew what Bible verses I wanted to use for my devotional. I knew what kind of theme I was talking about in my devotional. But my goal every day or what the days I would write would be to write one devotional. I was writing a 30-day devotional. So I had like, I was like, okay, here are my 30 devotions. And I want to write one each writing session. And I could write the devotional about 30-ish minutes because devotions are not long. <laughs> They're not chapters where like long. They're like a page or two, if that, depending on like what you're talking about. So I could write the devotional about 30-ish minutes and boom, boom, my writing was done for the day. I hit my writing goal. I got the devotion done and I was able to do it within my schedule and my life because I didn't start writing until after I had my first son. And I didn't start getting serious about my writing career until after he was born. So he was, he was, it was 2019 when my devotion came out. So he was four, but like my devotion came out in 2019. I've been working on it before that. So actually I was working on it for almost a year before that. So it was like, there was a lot of things that happened, (laughs) but writing the devotion in 30 ish minutes kind of showed me that. Progress can still be made in smaller chunks of time. So hearing about somebody else talking about it and doing it and succeeding in their micro writing, I was like, well, I was writing basically writing sprints for my devotional and that really worked for me. And I saw the progress and I was able to get the draft done and then I was able to edit the draft and then I was able to publish this book. I actually saw progress. (laughs) So that was awesome. 
And then when it came time to write my memoir, I was actually looking at a different schedule for my life. Um, I started writing my memoir in about March of 2020. And we all know what happened in March 2020. I do not need to remind you all. But I had so much time on my hands that I've never had before. And I was like, oh, great. I have all this time. I can use it for writing. I would definitely use it for writing, right? Wrong. <laughs> I had so much time and I ended up filling it with other things. House projects, cleaning, DIY projects, movies, social media, walk, walking around the neighborhood, listening to books and podcasts. I filled up the time with everything but writing. <laughs> and I was quickly learning. I quickly learned. One thing this whole thing has taught me is that my problem with writing has never been the amount of time I had. It's about the priority writing sits in my life. Because even when I had, I could have, you know, sat down for four hours and wrote. I totally could have, but I did not. So for my memoir, I went back to writing sprints. I'm like, well, I know that's what works for me. I get, I can see the progress. I can get things done. I just will set my deadlines based on what I can write in a writing sprint. I got my memoir written in over a month and a little bit over a month when I started doing the writing sprints every day. I um, did two sprints a day. Most of the time during that time, I did one in the morning by myself and then I did a second one in the afternoon with my best friend. So, um, so all in all, I did about an hour of writing most days, just broken up into two 30 minute chunks. So for me, writing sprints have completely changed my writing and it has allowed me to launch my author career. My third book was written with writing sprints that happened every morning. Oops, sorry. <laughs> yes, I just apologized to my mic. It happens. So here are some tips from me and basic rules that I apply to my own writing sprints. And hopefully these can help you get to writing. So number one, decide what your time frame, 20 or 30 minutes. Some writers have very strong opinions about which one is more helpful for their writing. I personally like 30 minutes because I feel like it's those extra 10 minutes that allows me to get over a thousand words almost every single time. I, in some writing sprints I have done in those 30 minutes, I have done 2000 words. I usually sit between 1200 and 1500 depending on the flow or what I'm writing. But I've also hosted writing sprints with friends and we've done 20 minutes and the, it's worked for all of us then too. I don't think the timing is super important. I just think you need to pick. What is your writing sprint going to look like? Is it going to be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? I, I obviously would advocate doing more than 10 minutes. Do 30 minutes, do 20 minutes. Um, I think the only reason I really started out with doing 30 minutes is because I used to have a sand hourglass timer and it was a 30 minute one. So I would just flip my timer over and be like, okay, when the sand runs out, then I'm done writing. So pick your time, 20 or 30 minutes. Number two, write no matter what. Sometimes we get to the part where we actually have to start, not sometimes, we will always get to the part where we actually have to start typing words, but sometimes nothing is there. Part of the writing sprint is the process of training yourself to write in that time frame. The more you do it, the better you become with it. I think I write well in writing sprints because I know this is the time I have. This is it, this is the time I have to write and if I don't write in that time, then that's, my writing is toast for the day. And I might not be able to come back. Like sometimes in the morning, I'm like, oh, well, I can try to fit 30 minutes on my lunch break. And if I decide to do that, sometimes my lunch break has come around and I did not write. So I try very hard. I'm like, this is my time. And if I don't, if I don't hit my time and I don't write in this time, that's it. That's it. That's it for writing today. And because I've gotten to the point where I'm, you know, 
I do the writing sprints. It's a part of my daily schedule. It's what I do. When I get to the end of the day and I did not get my writing done, I'm kind of just like, dang it. And even when I'm not working on a book, I still like to use my 30 minutes of writing time for journaling or brainstorming or doing a fun, creative writing prompt. So even if you're not actively working on a book, you can still start scheduling writing sprints and using the time to write even if it's not necessarily for a book or a project just you know get creative and use that time to write something find a writing prompt or there's a couple writing apps out there like uh, there's one called writing challenge where like you open it up and it's like it gives you a prompt to start with and then you accept it and you have some time to write and then it gives you uh like what comes next and then you write it what comes next and you write it i believe you can write inside the app i've never written inside the app i've always like written on my computer or even in a notebook and try to follow along with the prompts. So there's always different ways and things you can do to still be writing during your writing time, um, even if you're not working on a book. Um, the point is to still write. So like on the days where nothing is coming, you still write no matter what. I write even whatever I'm thinking. Like for me, if I'm working on something and I'm trying to write, I'll write whatever I'm thinking and I force the words out or I'll even just write, I don't know what to write, this is really hard. Um, I'll use my character from my most recent book. Avery, really, why can't you tell me more what's going on? I'll write that. And I'll force the words out, even if it's garbage. Drafts are meant to be edited. And you can't edit what you don't have. So if you don't write the words during your writing sprint, you'll have nothing to edit. You'll have nothing to make better. So even if the words stuck, I still write them. Number three, zero distractions for those minutes. Create a focus mode on your phone slash computer. Um, I know iPhones and Mac, like Apple has a whole, like you can create different types of focus where you can have like work focus and sleep focus and you can create focuses where you can decide who can call you, who cannot, X, Y, Z. So create a focus mode for writing on your phone or computer so you don't get notifications during your writing sprint. I have, I do have a writing focus on my phone. It triggers every morning for my writing time so that after I wake up, and I go to write, I don't get any notifications unless it's like an emergency. However, I also have the privilege of I wake up at 4.30 in the morning to write. So if anybody's really calling me at 4.30 in the morning, it would be an emergency. However, I have done writing sprints at the end of the day. So I can still turn on that focus and only emergency things will get through to me at that time. But there's also like, if you don't have an iPhone or, um, you know, you're like, well, I write on my computer, having the focus on my phone really won't help me because I get distracted because I can just open up a tab. Um, there's an app called Forest that allows you to plant virtual trees as you stay focused on whatever you're trying to stay focused on. I mean, they have study, they have so many like tags you can add, but you can also create your own. There's a desktop version of it as well as, uh, which is a Chrome extension. If you have Google Chrome, they have an app you can buy on your phone. And like I, what I like about the app is that if you have the forest app open, you can put what's called like deep, deep focus on. So if you exit the app, your tree dies, <laughs> that's it. So it's a visual reminder. Like you're watching, like as your time goes down, cause I'm using it right now as I record this way, I don't look at my phone and with the app open, the time goes down and my tree is growing <laughs> and there's little puns. It's like stop pubbing, like plubbing, like quit funning around or whatever, quit screwing around, quit plubbing. And then also at the bottom of my phone, like on the, my timer, there's something called give up. (laughs) 
And uh, mama didn't raise no quitter, so I'm definitely not hitting that button. But I like this because like you get to visually plant a tree. You can pick out different kinds of trees. You can unlock different trees. And you basically can create this visual forest. And from the reviews I've read, I mean, I'm using this app now and I really enjoy it. Um, but I read some of the reviews and some people are just like, it is so satisfying. Watch your own forest grow. And then they also have a, uh, where you can kind of do it with friends. So you can have like, you guys can plant together with friends and, but if your friend fails, so do you. So like that also is like a good accountability thing. So another thing I do like about forest is because they let users plant real trees. They partner with a couple organizations or however they do it. They have a way you can read about it on their website, which I will link to their website in the show notes at writingboldly.com slash podcast. Um, but they also plant real trees, which I think is awesome. And so for zero distractions <laughs> and like this, it's almost like a game. You're playing a game. You're creating a forest. You're planting trees. You get to design it. You get to pick the trees and all these things. And all you have to do is stay focused on your stuff. And you get to set the time. So you're like, okay, I need 10 minutes. I'm going to clean my house. 10 minutes, boom, go, brrr, go clean. You stayed focused. You didn't touch your phone for those 10 minutes. Or like for me, like I'm kind of like, this would be great at work for grading. I can set my timer for like, say 20 minutes. So I can grade during a special or something or whatever. Like I could just see all these more uses for it other than writing. But I think it's great. So again, it's called Forest. I will have links in the show notes. And my last little tip trick rule grab a friend writing is lonely it's, it's very singular you are writing by yourself most of the time like that it is what it is you're writing by yourself almost all the time um it's not like you're sitting there like it's not like you can sit down with a friend and you guys are both gonna write something together on the same doc like that like i mean i'm sure there's people who try that but i just i cannot envision it working writing is a singular activity you sit at your spot on your couch at your desk whatever you set your computer or your notebook and you're by yourself doing this thing it's all your head you're all it's all you and as an extrovert oh this kills me it actually cracks me up because i'm just like of course of course i am like literally the definition of an extrovert and god made me this way i'm an extrovert and god gave me a passion for the most introverted hobby ever so grab a friend um, for me, like I'm an external processor. I process things very quickly, but I also like when I have people around to bounce ideas off of, I'm constantly bouncing ideas off my friends. I'm texting them saying, Hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? Hey, what do you think about this? And you can't do that in writing because if you're trying to write actively and you're like, okay, here's my chapter I'm writing. And then you get an idea and you have to stop to talk to somebody or stop to text somebody. It stops your flow and flow matters in writing. When you get on a flow, you don't want to lose it. So grabbing a friend for writing sprints can help here. It helps me in my extrovertedness. Sometimes another hack I'll do is I'll do writing sprints inside coffee shops. Even if I'm by myself, like sometimes I'll grab a friend and we'll meet up at a coffee shop. Other times I will just go to a coffee shop. So I'm around other people and I kind of trick myself into writing that way because I'm not, al I'm not technically alone. So I don't feel so alone. So I just, I get kind of my energy from that way because like I said, I'm an extrovert, literally textbook extrovert. You look up the definition of extrovert that you'll see my picture right there, Ashton Underwood, smiling face. <laughs> so writing sprints with a friend helps you get your writing done and having someone around to make comments to is always nice, at least for me. Um, I've done writing sprints on Google Meets with friends online or on Skype, on Zoom, um, even Adobe Connect with my school. I have done them on the phone and via text updates. 
uh, with my best friend. Um, I also have met up at coffee shops and done writing sprints with my friend, or me and my best friend have hung out at each other's houses with our laptops and done writing sprints. There is no wrong way to add a friend to your writing sprints. Just add one or, you know, to get a group and make it a writing party. One that is completely silent for the sprints though. Like you can have a bunch of people, but you guys all need to be in agreement that once like someone's gonna set a timer, you'll do your writing sprint, you guys can talk after. And then you guys can, and what's cool is like if you get kind of like a group of people together or you guys go somewhere, you can always do more sprints. You can be like, okay, well I'm gonna hang out with you for an hour and in that hour we will have two writing sprints and we can hang out, get coffee or whatever. So there's like no exact science to writing sprints. These are just some of my tips and tricks and things that have worked for me. And like I said, writing sprints have completely changed my author career. It's allowed me to have one. So that is writing sprints, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said, any links that I mentioned will be in the show notes as well as links for my newsletter and my creative mail, which I'm currently relaunching if you are interested in that as I update it to be more educational. Thanks for listening. And this is Writing on the Fly.